0: Has your health check? Tech... All right. We're recording. Yeah, we're yeah, recording. We've we're recording. been recording for a couple minutes. Yeah. That's yeah, why I, I cut my PC oh. uh, story short, because I didn't want there to be that much evidence of me being a complete dick to Matt. <laughs> I know better. To be clear to the listeners, we're t- referring to a different Matt, not
1: me. Tim Tim is perfectly comfortable with being a dick to me. He does it for three hours <laughs> yeah. every three weeks.
0: All day. All day. All day. er day.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Brosay. We're back. We're back in the
2: saddle again.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad that followed through.
1: I forgot my, you were doing that. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and Rosé. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweet.
3: Hi, everyone.
1: On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien.
4: Hey, everybody.
1: And reporting live from the aforementioned saddle, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. Hey, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> What's going down, y'all?
3: Your uh, your delay seems to be going down. It, it doesn't yeah. seem like you're as delayed as you were last episode.
1: No, it's it slowly weaning down. Like you know, it's, it's it started like an, a solid like two and a half second delay, and now we're down to maybe like a second, a you know, second and a quarter or something. don't know why his delay down. went down? Why? Way to go! Because he's
0: back
2: in the saddle <laughs> <sand> again. again. <laughs>
1: Uh, so, somebody asked me to name another lyric from that song. Tim, ask me to name another lyric from that song.
0: <laughs> hey, Matt, can you name another lyric from that song? Hell no. <laughs> me neither. You know why? You know why? Because yeah. you're back in the saddle again. <laughs> nope.
3: Oh, Kicking right. the dead horse.
0: Damn it. We've what gone too far. podcast. I, I got to get my
3: agent on the line because uh, my job's still on the hook. Yeah,
1: there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one, one more comment like that, and you can see yourself out the door of this podcast, Rich. <laughs> One more, one more rendition of Back in the Saddle by Aerosmith. Is, <laughs> that will be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Yeah, and there's yeah, no saddle oh, on that back.
4: Bah, bah, bah,
1: bah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the Brose podcast, everyone. Available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else refined podcasts are bought and sold. Uh, the premise of our show, as always, is to answer questions from you the audience about life, the universe, and everything. And if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air, you want to email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Because otherwise we're not gonna know. Like you're you you might send them to a different email address and expect that we'll hear from you, and you simply won't. Like yeah. it <laughs> simply will not happen.
3: Like uh didn't uh, didn't Alex uh, send a question to uh brosequestions questions at garlic.com or something and they didn't go through. We didn't yeah,
1: get it. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone owns that domain name um, which is unfortunate because there's there you can't put a price on a domain name like garlic.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh but yeah, so Alex did try to send one there and actually he's in jail now. So unfortunate uh,
4: unfortunate.
1: Yeah, unfortunate. yeah you, you hate to see it. So learn from Alex's lesson. Don't email it to brosequestions@garlic.com. Brose questions at gmail.com. The other thing that starts with a G. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before we get to those questions, let's discuss the wines we are drinking. Uh, Tim, you're not really drinking a wine. How's your um, mocktail going?
0: <laughs> yeah, it uh, it got gross, so I stopped drinking it. <laughs> are you so, drinking a uh,
1: fresh fresh water now?
0: <laughs> I am drinking uh, a, a classic go to my uh, Wawa lemon iced tea. Hell yeah! Nice, refreshing. <laughs> Comes in a uh, cl- classic half gallon size, and it's uh it's delicious. I'm drinking it in the classic proportion of uh, straight out of the gallon or the half gallon, <laughs> as uh, mentioned. As opposed to tasting notes, it's just like uh, it comes in a big plastic bottle.
1: Uh, slurping it down, and uh, boy, that is a healthy boy right there. Too. Uh,
0: tasting notes: uh, naturally flavored lemon with other natural flavors. Uh, Cold filled for freshness. Cold filled, made wow. with pure cane sugar.
2: Oh, it's delicious. <laughs>
0: um. All right, Rich,
3: what are you drinking tonight? Uh, in the same vein as uh Tim's half gallon of iced tea, I'm drinking a 1.5 liter of tomicella Winery's white Zinfandel.
1: Mm. All right, how is it? <laughs> Yeah, we're um, right to the point, baby. Uh, <laughs> to, to Rich, you have to understand, we've been doing this for so long. You have to understand that when I'm asking, what are you drinking? I'm not asking for like a factual response and then <laughs> we're moving on. <laughs>
3: we're, like, a little bit more detail Look, here. I, I, I kind of spaced out there. I was ready because I looked up how heavy this was. I was all excited. I was like, all right, it's 1.5 liters. I got to remember that. And I forgot <laughs> the rest. So Rich, uh, how,
1: how heavy is it
3: once again? It's uh 1.5 liters. Okay. Well, well not Bros. anymore. It's a <laughs> weight, right? not, not, not anymore, yeah. <laughs> it's bro, it's questions at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you go. And, and it is it is a good, tasty wine. It is is local to New Jersey, Southern Jersey. So mm-hmm. uh, I bought it because it was the biggest wine they had. And it was only 10 bucks.
1: You wanted the really, really big one.
3: Yes. Uh,
1: Sean, what are you drinking tonight?
4: I'm drinking uh, Rosé Nové from uh, Terradora de Paolo. Um, And I just want to, real quick, the the tasting notes are, it says tasting is wrapping, elegant, fruity, persistent, with aromatic hints of cherry, strawberries, rose, well balanced, and pleasant. But I don't know what wrapping means. It's like wrapping, like you're ra- like wrapping paper. Oh taste okay. is wrapping. It wraps
0: itself around your tongue and chokes you until you die <laughs>
4: perhaps that is the case and hopefully I do that's not the experience I'm having with this wine no. but if you do uh rip good luck <laughs> uh <laughs> but it's good it i it is it's fruity a cherry is a really good way to describe the taste of the wine like that kind of bitterness when you're eating like fresh cherries not like maraschino cherries but just fresh mm-hmm. ones that like they get kind of bitter because of the uh the skin of the cherry is a little bit bitter. It tastes like that, but it's good. So good. it is good.
1: I am drinking the remainder of a JP Asiato, uh, Rose. Uh, it is from, uh, Peninsula de Cedupal, uh, maybe Spain. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, so I want to I discuss this, the pacing, the tasting notes, uh, describe it as, it as the wine as having a beautiful pink color with a long mineral, fresh finish. Now, perhaps this is a European thing what is a mineral finish like is that supposed to be like I know mineral water is a thing in Europe but like is is there a mineral finish taste that I that I simply don't comprehend
4: I, I honestly think that means like dirt it which tastes- is
1: again fr- frankly maybe need to work on that because
4: <laughs> well <laughs> I th- maybe maybe minerally is like like dirt but like a mushroom. Like a pleasant. Possible. I, I honestly the, don't know
0: what the, I can like picture it in my head, but I have no idea how to describe it. The the okay. best
3: the best way I can explain it would be to tell you to go watch uh I think it it's the uh Zach Efron show on Netflix Down to Earth. I think it's episode two. They talk all about water and the first like five, ten minutes of the episode is about like different mineral waters, and that'll probably more so explain why mineral is such a big thing.
1: All right, I might, I might do that. I, I just the idea that you're describing your 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 beverage as like sediment is not really what I was going for for <laughs> I my don't rose. Like that, yeah, but look, no you know, maybe I'm just. I looked my refined up palate.
4: I looked up what that meant, and it, it means similar to mineral water. Okay, but so I don't know what that is. Oh, so chalky, flinty, or has mm. the ro- aroma of wet cement. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Cement. Mm-hmm.
1: Cement. Mm-hmm. cement. Lovely. Does the body um, good. All right. So in the so in a continuing fashion, if I wasn't paying attention, you guys were talking about who had the next round of questions and I was on Twitter. So <laughs> who has
2: uh, the next round of questions? Oh, it's you? Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it,
4: it is my Dio.
2: <laughs>
4: it is Matt, I and
1: James
0: Dio. No. Nope. <laughs> uh, that joke went right over Matt's head. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not at
1: all. <laughs> no 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 right. semblance of understanding.
3: Yep, mine too. <laughs> That's wait, from oh, that's wait, from JoJo, right? It is. Uh, see, see, I have not it. seen it. I've never seen it, but, but you uh, know
0: what it, it's from. It,
3: it yeah. took me a second. It took me a second. What, what does JoJo have to do with this? <laughs>
4: speaking of speaking of JoJo's bizarre adventure, I recommend anyone who's watched the show listen to Open Mike Eagle's song. Uh, I'm a Star. So good. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So if you have if you, my he...
0: search history right now so that I don't forget that. <laughs>
3: If you haven't heard Jojo or watched Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, watch it and then go see that song.
0: Yeah,
4: or listen to
1: getting, a song I'm get, called Rich, uh, "I'm Getting a Lot of Anxiety" from you right now. Like, I'm getting a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of homework. Watch the Zac Efron show. Watch Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Then hearing this two, joke from Open
0: Mike Eagle.
3: That run. Watch. The... Jesus Sorry. Christ! Just, I want everyone. I want everyone to be me. What can I say, uh,
1: Tim? Are are, are are you doing the questions? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm doing the questions. Save, okay. save us, please. What is our first question?
0: All right, we're 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 going out out uh, the gate with a heavy hitter, uh, and someone's gonna have to uh, clue me into this because I I don't know what the background is. Uh, is Facebook responsible for genocide in Myanmar?
4: <laughs> okay, so it's not funny. It's very sad.
0: Is, I, again, are you laughing because i have no idea what the fuck this well no is it's about. just the like a podcast no, about
4: yeah this is such a heavy question uh but i can okay so i i know what happened in myanmar uh so what happened was what had happened was that um this is not a funny thing this is very sad uh so <laughs> i was laughing at what happened was sorry <laughs> no i know so so was i but But this is this is like I shouldn't be flipping because a lot of people are dead. Um, So what happened in Myanmar was um, the military of Myanmar took uh, basically made a bunch of troll accounts on Facebook. So originally they were just kind of being racist towards uh, the Muslim population in Myanmar in the same way that like, you know, Donald Trump was like, I saw a bunch of Muslims cheering in the streets on 9-11, like that kind of stuff and uh facebook cracked down on those so what the military of myanmar did was they made a bunch of fake accounts so yeah so facebook cracked down on the action like banned the milit banned the myanmar government from posting because of the shit they were saying so the military of myanmar then made a bunch of troll accounts pretending to be like celebrities and stuff and uh all of that and basically posted the same kind of stuff like Fake videos of, of like of terrorist attacks, saying that these were the Muslim population, which I can't remember the name of. It is um
1: it the um so the uh, the the uh, crud. I don't. I can't see it either. Uh, the, oh, the, the the Rohingya Muslim community. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Hmm. So the Myanmar military basically made a bunch of troll accounts, pretend to be celebrities and stuff pushing a false narrative that the Muslims were responsible for a bunch of terrorist attacks, a bunch of murders and stuff. And, uh, this led to, and so this went on for a a really long time and it kind of went under the radar. Facebook didn't do anything about it, even though people were like, guys, this is happening. You need to stop it. And because of that misinformation campaign, I think 700,000, uh, Muslims, Rohingya Muslims, are currently displaced in I forget what country if they moved, they went to a different country. They're all, they all basically got, they all left because of like rampant murders and rapes and pillaging mm-hmm. of their communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically the, the question is like, is Facebook responsible because it was brought to their attention that the military was doing this, but they didn't do anything about it because mm-hmm. it was, it was like this widespread misinformation campaign that technically they knew about but chose not to act on mm-hmm. or didn't act. They weren't active about fixing it.
1: Yeah. Um, so so is the question, Tim, is Facebook responsible for the genocide?
0: <sighs> yes.
4: Okay. Um,
1: is so,
0: Facebook responsible for genocide in Myanmar?
4: I, I – It's hard. I think the people who committed the genocide are responsible for the genocide, but I think Facebook has a hand in it for having – it's like if you – They're negligently complicit. They're complicit. Yeah, they're complicit in it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're responsible, but they're definitely complicit. It's like if you see somebody about to get hit by a car and you choose not to pull them out of the way, you're not responsible for them having gotten hit by the car, but you definitely are complicit in them having gotten hit by a car. So Mm – uh, yeah, it's yeah. Facebook yeah. is a very bad company. Um... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. you can also, again follow us on Facebook.
2: at yeah. it, podcast.
4: It's also it's also important to note that in Myanmar, a lot of people, Facebook is so pervasive there that they, um, when you they talk about you know how like when you search for something online, you call it Googling. For them, the internet is Facebook. Sure. So it's not just it's like a it's different than. America, where you have all these different outlets, like in Myanmar specifically, Facebook and the internet are synonymous. So no, it's, there,
1: there's some developing countries in Africa that I think there are like that. Like, yeah, been, so there's been outreach programs to build internet there, and it's like Facebook is their their gateway.
4: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think just to just to kind of like give a little bit more context, it's not just like on Facebook a bunch of stuff was happening. It's like on the in the internet was telling a bunch of people that the Muslims were killing people and bad. Mm-hmm. And a threat to Buddhism, Um yeah. So it's not, yeah, it's 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 like whatever. It's not just like on parlor or whatever that conservative, uh, you know, uh, social yeah, media network so, is. Yes. But it's yeah. it, it's if if the entire internet were telling you that mm-hmm. this was happening, so it, yeah. it's a it was pretty vast. Facebook probably should have done something about it. It's bad. It's bad. And honestly. So when, if you, if you, uh, if you write Facebook and genocide, this isn't the only thing that comes up.
0: So, yeah. Well, that's not a great
1: look.
4: Yeah. (laughs) So I just. It's
1: a very laissez-faire approach to like, you know, regulating your own website and regulating your messaging. Yeah. Things like that.
4: There, this, and again, I, I'm laughing because it's so bad. Mm-hmm. like it's not it's i'm not i do not think any of this is funny it's inc- it's just so hard to wrap my brain around something this bad that's happening on mm-hmm. something that we use with such that's so banal for us you know like mm-hmm. i'm just like on facebook and i'm like up oh, you know there's uh mike posting about like black lives matter again or there's like my aunt there's my aunt posting about how black lives matter is actually funded by
1: look george Dan soros sh- sharing sharing this uh, page from the dank memes melt steel beams page oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly oh, yeah
2: yeah
4: so. and i
1: think that that thing is i think that that may lead to like the most this is my very rudimentary understanding of the situation but i think the most generous way to look at it if you're trying to be sympathetic towards facebook if you are trying to be sympathetic towards facebook mm-hmm. is it's just sort of a lack of of understanding of what that situation is like and not understanding that you know here you know your business is one of many social media platforms it's a huge huge influence on the public discourse but it is not the only outlet it is not the internet here in the way that like google is or something like that whereas there facebook is the only thing so maybe the the most generous understanding of it is possibly okay Facebook doesn't know what's going on in mm. Myanmar. Facebook doesn't really understand the, the it's it's sort of like the we don't understand the 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 back and forth, whatever the, the, the environment or the uh the, the the temperature is there, I guess is the best way to put it for you know, racial tensions or, or ethnic tensions there. Um the and climate. the way that the yeah, the exact the way in the way the government treats uh treats Muslims there. That's the most generous way of looking at it. The, the least generous way is that Facebook doesn't give a shit as long as they're getting money, and that might is probably closer to the truth. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. so uh, so I, I, yeah, but I, I do think that's the 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 nicest way to put it is like well, maybe they just didn't know because they're an American based company. And look, I, I know this is that we're well beyond this at this point in terms of public discourse. Mark Zuckerberg was just horny as shit twenty yeah. years ago. And now he's like, he's a, a if if not the the cause of of that millions of deaths or, or hundreds of thousands of deaths in in Myanmar, then he is like completely – He's he's a tool, like a useful tool. His mm-hmm. website, his, his his baby, is a useful tool for that, and it's it's mind boggling. In in and mind boggling is a mild way of putting it. How far this has blown up, and there, there, he, he was not trying to do this. Like this is not what he meant, and is, this is this is outside of his his knowledge and his pay grade. And I'm not saying that that means that he's not shouldn't be blamed for this. It's just at a certain point, this has become more than than you're able to wield. and possibly you need better help mm-hmm. than you're getting to to manage crises like this worldwide. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tim. What are your thoughts on Facebook in the genocide in <laughs> Myanmar?
0: Um, k- kind of like we already said. Do I think they're responsible? No. Clearly, the uh, based off of Sean's description, because clearly, like I said when I read this question, what the fuck's going on? I had no idea what was going on. I don't know. Uh, I have no prior information leading up to this. Uh, clearly, the ones who are actually... Uh, Uh, take actively taking part in the genocide and the ones who are actively leading this misinformation campaign are the ones responsible for this uh, genocide but uh, being negligently complicit uh, I definitely think they are part of this if someone is actively pointing out hey this is a thing hey fucking pay attention and they are still not taking part of it um, they do bear They do bear responsibility for misinformation, especially since uh, I I mean, clearly they've been part of that conversation here in the US um, for misinformation campaigns and like and they've been part of deleting things and they've been called out for deleting things and they're just and and labeling things as misinformation. So I don't know how that pay, plays into laws in other countries. I, I, I don't know how that works in other countries. I, I mm-hmm. just don't know. But mm-hmm. are they responsible? No. Negligently complicit? Absolutely. 100%. Mm-hmm. Fuck Facebook. Um,
4: yeah. This I is think, garbage. That yeah, sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Matt, Matt's right, is that you have a horny dude who ended up weighing over his head. But unfortunately, it doesn't really matter. I think about this a lot with like YouTube celebrities who have this, like, who got this huge following basically kind of out of nowhere. And now they can like orchestrate targeted harassment campaigns against other YouTubers or random Mm -hmm. people who they disagree with. And it's like they have a responsibility. So they have a response they're not necessarily responsible for what their fans do but they have a responsibility to stop to tell their fans not to do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So like they Facebook I don't think has the responsibility to like preemptively stop misinformation from spe- spreading but once it's up they have a responsibility to take it down and to mm-hmm. put things like uh how you know Twitter has the will like block out a tweet and be like this tweet ha- contains misinformation about the coronavirus pandemic, but we mm-hmm. think it's we think it's important that it stays up or about mm-hmm. voting in America. And I think Facebook needs to implement a, si- a system like that, where it's like this, this, even if they don't want to like outright ban stuff from being said, because I think that's where they kind of fall. It seems like they fall on most things is they want to be a bastion of free speech and they don't want to stop people from talking except for Alex Jones. Um, but like, so like, and even then, I guess that negates my whole argument because there is a precedent for them taking off, taking people off their site for just spreading misinformation all the time. So they should Mm -hmm. just do that. It's, it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter that they're in over their head. They have more money than I think they can. They can spare the money to have a dedicated task force in every single country in the world that's just Mm -hmm. dedicated to rooting out misinformation and, figure like I understand it it would be a huge job but like they could do it Mm -hmm. and I think right now they there is a there is an episode of behind the bastards about Facebook and about stuff like this mm -hmm. that I think that's why it came up because Mary was listening to that but I'm pretty sure like for the entire region of like the Middle East there's like two people who deal with it or something Mm -hmm. like something ridiculous like that like they can they 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 are responsible insofar as they're not doing enough but again Mm -hmm. They're not actively responsible for the, <laughs> it is the, it is the opinion of me mm-hmm. that they are complicit in it, but not actively responsible because they didn't pull the trigger, but that yeah, doesn't, listen, I
1: mean, yeah, it's, it's, that's the, that's what it comes down to is like, listen, if you're not the person perpetuating the genocide, like, like no, Mark Zuckerberg, like there, you can, you can say he's got blood on his hands because of this, but like, look, the, the ultimate blame, don't lose sight of the fact that the ultimate blame goes to the bastards who are actually committing these atrocities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, like, they,
3: yeah. Facebook should have done something, but at the same time, doing something wouldn't have mattered because they made dummy accounts and they'll continue to mm. make dummy accounts over and over and over. So, like, Facebook could have taken them down, but somebody else would have made a different dummy account to send out that same misinformation. It's just... Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to give them, like, an out for why they didn't do something. They should have. But at the same time, our... Should you dedicate man hours to something that's not really gonna be worthwhile?
0: I disagree I, I disagree with that sentiment because at that point you're 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 assuming that everything would have to be a manual process. And at that point if you are understanding the if you're ide- if you're able to start at a manual process, identify where these dummy accounts are coming from, then you can you would like a lot of these kind of things are you develop an algorithm and a program that does that and then it becomes sort of an automatic process. So, so like, if you I, like I, dis- like a bank I disagree with that mm-hmm. that aspect. Rich. It's almost like, a, like if you have a like a credit card
1: with a bank and it's like, OK, well, this might not be fraud, but uh, you shopped at this store and we had a bunch of people you know, who had fraud uh, occur at this store recently, you bought a big thing and you don't normally buy a big thing. So because you meet these criteria, we're just going to shut down your card for now. It's almost it almost seems like that. Like, it's like, okay, we don't know for sure if you are a dummy account trying to perpetuate propaganda, but you meet X, Y and Z criteria based on our bot. So we're going to take you down for now.
0: Acquiescing to do nothing is never the answer in my
4: opinion. Yeah,
0: true. Yeah.
1: Take care of your house facebook
0: Um, yeah
4: it's uh because currently there is also they are apparently very close to uh genocide in ethiopia for this in the same situation where there's a misinformation campaign going through facebook Mm -hmm. (gasps) so it it seems like facebook's an easy way to get wrong information out there and it's their responsibility to uh stop doing that stop allowing that yeah get
0: your shit together Get your shit, put it in one place, and get it together. Get it together.
1: Put it all together. (laughs) Summer, get your shit together. Put all your shit.
0: Exactly. Uh, All right. uh, Tiny
1: Rick, what's our next question?
0: (laughs) Ouch. I get it. I'm small. I understand.
1: (laughs) And I'm shriveling up in a basement in the garage. I get
0: it. All right. Next question. How do you decide which movie to watch?
1: Well, we could go with my wife's tried and 2 method of just scrolling through Netflix for 45 minutes and then we end up watching <laughs> Bob's Burgers.
2: <laughs>
0: That's a pretty good method. <laughs> I'm on board with this method.
1: Hmm. We actually, I think we, we the, the two of us actually came up with, um, we have uh, we have Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime. And we actually, the, the real way that we do it is we went on and we're just like, okay, what are the, you know, on this list of the 25 highest rated movies on these platforms? And we're like, okay, which one of these have we already seen? which ones of these are in genres that we have no interest in. And then we narrow it down from there and it's like, okay, we're going to watch this um, because we've heard great things about it. We've heard, you know, it's in a genre that I think we can get behind um, and we have access to it and haven't seen it before. So it's like, it's, it's very systemic uh, or systematic, I guess is better. Uh, so uh, that's how we found out to uh, That's how we decided to watch parasite uh, a couple weeks ago, which we hadn't seen great, before. Great, movie. It was really good. Uh, it was really, really good. Uh, and took a, real hard turn halfway through uh but it was really really good uh and highly recommended it if you're okay with reading subtitles uh or just uh un- understand korean um but uh but no so problem, it's, it's yeah we, we <laughs> so yeah we we generally do that just like find the list of like the highest rated movies on each platform and then sort of like use a general set of of criteria to narrow it down mm-hmm. so what about you guys? How do you guys pick a movie?
0: We randomly look through things and be like, I don't know what I want to watch. What do you want to watch? I don't know what I want to watch. What yeah. do you want to watch? That that specific thing is what we used to do. And
1: that is why we went to, I, I was like, let's try this instead. Because neither <laughs> of us would pick one. We just wouldn't pick
0: anything. Yeah. Or I'd like pick something and be like, oh, I'm not really in the mood for that. I'd be like, well, then fine. I picked something and you said no. So like, what do we do now? <laughs> Uh Sean, how do you
1: decide what movie to watch?
4: Um, we will either one of us will bring something to the table and be like, here's a movie I heard about, let's mm-hmm. let's watch this, this. Or um it'll we'll be going through and it'll you know we'll just look through the recommendeds and see which is uh and then I'll usually we'll usually like cross check with like Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. Because a lot of times you'll get like shitty movies that are mm-hmm. like shitty bad movies because you've watched a bunch of other bad movies <laughs> yeah and you're like all right yeah. but yeah we'll like we'll double check just to be like is this movie good mm-hmm. and then we'll end up somewhere or uh, there's like people i follow on twitter whose movie recommendations i trust and i'll just if they are like hey you should watch this movie like parasite was one of those where it was mm-hmm. like you should definitely watch parasite And i was like okay i'll watch parasite and then we did and it was great so yeah. It's usually stuff like that. Like, I have a couple people online who I look to for movie recommendations. Otherwise, I'd just find one of the recommendeds, see if it reviewed well. Usually, the audience score matters more than the critic one. But um, And then we just go from there. And then we've watched good movies or bad movies. Sometimes it works. Sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't. Who knows? It doesn't matter. It's right. about spending time with your significant other. Yeah. Or yeah. yourself.
1: Yeah. Even if it's a bad movie, you can you can revel in it or with yourself. You can revel how uh, how bad the movie is, even if it's a terrible choice by one of you. It's like, oh, exactly. boy, what a mistake. And then... Uh, Rich, how do you decide what movie to watch?
3: So, um, I'll just happen to think I should watch this movie, and I go and I watch it.
2: <laughs>
3: like, I'm not trying to be, like, like I don't know, like, kind of, like, I don't know what the word would be, but, like... I'm just serious. Like, this morning when I watched Godzilla, I was just like, you know, I do want to watch all the Godzillas. I'll watch Mm -hmm. the first one. And I just decided to watch it every Mm -hmm. once in a while, but it'll be like midnight or right now as we're talking about this. I'm like, you know, I should watch Scoob because I hear it's really good. Zoinks. Oh, oh, Scoob. Scoob. Like, the new Scooby-Doo movie. I'm just like, I should watch Scoob. So, like, if we weren't recording and I were sitting there thinking, I should watch Scoob, I would just Mm -hmm. watch it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't go looking for movies to watch. I only watch movies when I think I should watch this or mm-hmm. I want to watch that.
1: That's the thing is, like, I'm not a particularly big cinephile. So, like, I don't have that Rolodex. Like, I know, like, the movies that are considered, like, the greatest of all time. So occasionally I'll think, like, you know, I've never watched. The, 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 I've also run into this with the, res- the 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 one restriction of these streaming platforms is, like, there's, like, you can basically see any movie within the last like 20, 25 years on most of these streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, like going further back, if you want to watch one of the classics, you still have to wind up paying for it, even if you're paying mm-hmm. for the service. Like, for example, er- earlier this week, Rich, to your point, I was like, you know what? I've never watched Citizen Kane the whole way through. And it's considered like, I, I like I like War of the Worlds, the Orson Welles radio documentary. Uh, I- I- Citizen Kane is considered one of the greatest films of all time. I'm going to watch Citizen Kane. And I go search uh, on-, on our Roku. And it's like every streaming service we have is like, okay, you can rent it for $5. I'm like, you mean to tell (laughs) me we have four to five, six of these services, and not one of them allows me to just watch Citizen Kane? (laughs) Uh, I can't just not... And I know that's an extremely first world problem here, Mm -hmm. but it just seemed very strange that it's like, well, what am I paying for if I can't watch one of the greatest movies of all time?
3: So I I have Amazon, Hulu, and Netflix, and uh, to watch... The third Godzilla movie in order, which is Godzi- King Kong vs. Godzilla, I need to watch it on YouTube because it's not available anywhere else. Of course. It's yep. available for free because somebody uploaded it illegally probably on YouTube, yep. but it's not available anywhere else. I can't even buy it or rent it, but hmm. the 1954 Godzilla is free on HBO Max. Makes no sense.
1: Who'd have th- thunk it? Yeah. Who'd have thunk <laughs> it, man. You guys any any other good movies you guys have seen lately?
0: Uh, Martha and I watched the first My Hero Academia movie this morning.
2: Yeah, Ooh.
0: we had to like buy it? it on Amazon Prime for five dollars.
1: Uh, <laughs> Did you I,
0: like it? Uh, I thought it was good.
3: I haven't gotten around to watching the first or second movie, so I can't say. Uh, <laughs> but I hear they're really good. Um, for me, no. I've been focusing a lot of time on re on watching Supernatural.
4: So mm. okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sean, anything new lately? I'm trying to see because Mary and I just watched a movie last night and I don't remember what it was. Hmm. Oh no. Why is did you I watch mean. 60 minutes? I don't know. Um I can't think of, I honestly I haven't watched, like, been watching a ton of movies because uh it's just we watch a bunch of TV shows now. Like that's I think TV is like what we how we consume media oh no we were going to mm. watch a movie but we watched lovecraft country instead i'd recommend watching lovecraft country it's a great show on hbo mm. super good
3: i, I want to watch raised by wolves mm. which is a sci-fi show by ridley scott on hbo
2: okay that yeah. sounds
1: good Yeah, ridley scott's always good aside from parasite i think the only thing we want like, we started watching Shits creek uh, a couple days ago and it is mm. pretty good um, you know I they just won a bunch of awards so that that was sort of the impetus behind it and it's good in that cringy comedy you're not going to like any of these characters kind of way yeah Um, but Eugene Levy's in it and his kids in it so good stuff mm-hmm. Um, Catherine, <laughs> hey, Catherine O'Hara is in it as well she's she's quite good Um, yeah that's about it as far as I, the media consumption is concerned
3: I might do another uh, viewing party virtual viewing party because uh, Cats is available on HBO Max yeah <sighs>
1: it's <laughs> gonna be a big old no can do for me rich uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a hard pass <laughs> uh tim what is our next question
0: our next question is how should parents her- then that because i can read words well <laughs> how- <laughs> exactly how should parents handle a bad report card how did your parents talk to you about grades immediate emancipation <laughs> you're done <laughs> get the fuck out
1: yeah you had your chance. You blew it. Uh, uh, so, Sean, have, have, have Not to, to tell tales to at school. Uh, how have you? Have you had this experience
4: with with Jacob? Um, honestly, no. Because, Good. well, actually, yeah, a little bit. So, Jacob, Jacob does very well in school. He's very book smart. So, we haven't had really any talks about him doing poorly. So, we, you know, you congratulate him for doing well. But I. There We now have this thing called power school, which is basically like (sighs) my worst nightmare as a kid, where every single thing you're assigned, your parents immediately get notified of your grade on that thing. So like he he is only the only time he does poorly on stuff is when he doesn't do it. And so that it is very similar to how I was as a kid where I did really well in school until I stopped doing my work. And you know, I think the there is the conversation. we talked about like mental health days where like in high school prob- like probably thinking back part of the reason I stopped doing work was because I was depressed. But, um, you know, it's uh, I think with him, it's a different it's kind of a different ball game now in the pandemic where everything is virtual and you have to like save stuff in a bunch of different places. And if he just like makes that mis- makes a mistake once you just get, doesn't get credit for stuff. But it's a lot of the conversations we're having is just why, why did like, if there is a poor grade, what give, give me a reason because there always is a reason because of who he is as a person like we know what he's capable of so if he brings back a bad grade it's usually just because like oh I didn't do this assignment it's like okay well that's that's not okay it's okay like we what we talk about a lot is like if you are doing your absolute best and getting a C in like biology or something like biology is hard for some people you just don't get it if you if you legitimately are trying your absolute hardest and getting a C that's fine you know like it's that's you're you're doing your absolute best but if you're getting a c just because you're not doing shit that's not acceptable so that's Mm -hmm. that's the conversation that we have a lot is just is is are you working to your potential if you are great if not let's kind of let's work together to see why that is and and a lot of times for kids it's just because they want to do other shit like we want to you know you want to play video games with your friends Mm -hmm. i don't feel like doing my homework that's Something you have to work work around.
1: Yeah, it's it's determining the the reasoning behind it, and like you you know your own kid better than anybody. You know mm-hmm. you know what they're like. You said you know you know what they're capable of. So it's like okay, what's the action plan? It's like okay, do you not get math, or mm-hmm. is it you know it's it's just more fun because it's it's a learning experience either way. Whether you're learning how to do. Math or chemistry, or whether it's, hey, I'm not doing well because I'm just failing to do the assignments because it's more fun to play Fortnite, or I yeah. genuinely forgot, or something like that. That's a learning experience to reprioritize. So it's just like, okay, immediately let's find what it is. Here's the goal. Here's the solution. And then by the next time, let's see if there's improvement. And if that's not working, then why is it not working? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, or, you know, it, I, again, I, I've not had children. I only have my own experience in school where it was similar with you, Sean. Like, I, you know, I didn't have good chemistry grades. I was not particularly good at chemistry. Um, and I tried really hard and I was studying really hard and it just didn't work. Um, and so, you know, when I got, uh, you know, like a poor grade in chemistry, my folks were like, okay, well, look, you still have to do better, but, you know, you're struggling with chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I got a bad English paper, they're like, yo, man, English is the la- the, the only thing you know how to speak. Like, <laughs> could, you, could you please try yeah. to crank up the English grade? Uh, and it's like okay, point taken. Yes. Uh, so, um, but yeah, it's just identifying what the root cause is, and then you know going from there. Yeah. Um, Tim, if you had a kid come to you and be like, "Yo, dad, I done fucked up <laughs> this grade," uh, what would you do?
0: Double backhand. Um, wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is.
0: The uh, solution. D- no, this my, house my... doesn't
3: accept a B. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: my approach would be uh, very similar to Sean's, uh, and also pretty much for the same reason. In in school, I, 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 I did very well with very minimal effort, and that resulted in me eventually becoming extremely lazy. And I did well until I was just not doing my work, um, and that, that was kind of it. Is if you were not putting, if you're not and the only classes I didn't do well in were like history. Sometimes, like there, there was just certain years history, like whatever. I just wasn't interested, and I just couldn't get it to stick. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it was like suddenly, a, 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 evolution of warfare class, like that was interesting to me. Fucking loved it. Everything was just there, but it wasn't because I wasn't trying. I just couldn't get it. Um, yeah. And like, and I tried helping people. If you're trying and you just can't get it, there's nothing I can fault you with. I can try and help you find tricks, help help the kid, but you don't punish the kid for not being able to get it. That doesn't help. That just makes them worse. That's going to have the opposite effect and make it's gonna them, make them feel afraid like... to show
1: you the next grade.
0: Yeah. It's going to make them afraid to show you the next grade. It's going to make them afraid to come to you for help in other situations not just grades it's just going to be like you're supposed to be my support structure and the person who is supposed to help me excel in life and in this one relatively I mean grand scheme of things relatively not important failing uh you're making me feel like I'm an idiot and that I am a a a failure of the utmost degree Mm-hmm. So why would I come to you for important things? Right. So th- this should be your, the, the most important way for you to be a support system. Um, so if, if they're failing, you should be trying to find other ways of supporting them, um, not berating them. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> But if they're just straight up not doing the work, be like, listen, that's that's not cool. Like, I get it. You're not interested, but like, Tough titties. Not Mm -hmm. everything is interesting. You still got to get it done. You have to go
1: major in this later if you go to college. Like, you don't have to do this for a career if you don't like it. But, like, there's going to be – that's, again, a learning experience. There's going to be tasks in life in subjects you're not interested in, stuff that doesn't intrigue you, stuff that is hard to do. And sometimes you got to do it. Like yeah. I like
0: going to work. Fucking no, but somebody's got to put bills. Uh, yeah. Somebody's got to pay. The somebody's got to put, and put and them bills on the table. <laughs> somebody's got to put those bills on the table
1: and yeah. a roof over your head. So, somebody's got to pay the food and put bills on the table. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rich, what would you do if you had a, a kid who was uh, brought him a poor report
3: card? Uh, you guys have all said it. Like talk to them, make sure find out what the problem is, and see if it's something that you guys can handle together and mm-hmm. and and work work with them on like. When I was in high school I I ended up not really doing any homework because A, I feel like at this point now when I think about it, it was my way of trying to get attention because I I always did fine in school and then it was high school. A I had to work a half hour I had to walk a half hour away to get to my class, to get to school with all my books because I would have tons of homework and B if I got done my homework faster i'd be able to do what i wanted to do and play games where so i would just say i didn't have homework and Mm -hmm. just go play games because like my brother would get done his homework faster first and always play the games before i got a chance to Mm. so like i like i had multiple problems in high school that i wish were better uh handled between me and my parents and one thing would have been to talk with me and find out why i'm not actually doing the work and not just my parents kind of just yelled at me and then left it at that mm-hmm. threatened to threaten to take stuff away never actually did and it never fixed a problem
1: mm-hmm. yep yeah like it's a they, weird incentive system
3: yeah it's like they would be like well if you get bad grades if you get another f we'll take away your 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 uh your video gaming ability and I turn around and I'm like I don't get to play anyway because Eric's always on so mm. that doesn't do anything mm-hmm. you can't mm-hmm. take away my tv in my room because I share a room with my brother mm-hmm. maybe maybe I don't know I just feel like the best way to handle it would be to work with the child and talk with them and find out what the problem is and and workshop a, a solution
4: yeah i think even in a situation like that being like you it's it's a little bit easier now because of stuff like power school where they're like keeping parents so in the loop Mm -hmm. but even back then i think it's like all right because i remember they used to have you like you used to have to one of the like the requirements for school was to have a like a task book or whatever and Mm -hmm. so they'd be like right here's all your homework and then you just have to kind of be an active parent and be like, show me what your homework is today. And then yeah. every, if, if your kid is having trouble completing homework, you just kind of, you as the parent have to be like, all right, now you have to show me that you've done it or you can't, yeah. you know, play video games yeah. or whatever. Like,
3: I, I totally regret that now that I, now, because if I had just paid attention and applied myself, I would have had much better grades, probably gotten into probably gotten like scholarships for college and stuff and would have had a better post high school life mm-hmm. but because i just you wouldn't be hosting care. an award-winning
1: podcast though that's, that's for damn true sure. yeah. you wouldn't yeah. be yeah. where you
4: are right now
3: yeah. or or we might have won more awards <laughs> i doubt <There's> it <laughs> no, no, i mean yeah there's no i mean there's no possible
1: way highly <laughs> what's more than 100 percent? that's possible uh, tim what is our next question
0: Wait, do I have the questions?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, Sean. What is our next question? (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right, next question. How should employers handle changes in productivity due to the coronavirus? Immediate emancipation. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is a hard question because it it strongly depends on what uh, industry you're in and how is your specific industry and your specific site affected. Because Mm -hmm. it is, uh, it has affected every industry drastically differently.
3: Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah,
3: like,
0: like Hmm?
3: if you're if you're like a work from home company, like something like the three out of the four of us have, like you kind of have to sit there and be like, all right, well, it's gonna happen. People are gonna work, so where they're working from home, they're they also have a lot to handle in general. That like you kind of you kind of gotta like let it go a little bit but still like keep on them to keep the task going but i I like a manufacturing thing like what tim goes through and what tim does at work uh it's it is a lot different and Mm -hmm. like
0: yeah yeah like i think it's uh i think it's vanguard a significant portion of their of at least one branch of their uh their company is now permanently working from home. That's not just COVID. Like they they realize their productivity like went through the roof mm-hmm. working from home. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, oh my God, let's just now do this forever.
1: Yeah. And I think so- you, you'll definitely see industries like that. And I think there's a one factor is I think people, if they're just working from home, like, you know, if you're, I, I know I, I've occasionally done this, my neighbor's done this, and I know other people do where it's like, if you're at seven o'clock at night, it's like, you know what? screw it. Like, I'm not doing anything. Like, you know, some people will just generally log on at all hours of the day because it works better for their schedule. And it's just like something to do, you know, to take their mind off of things, depending on the career. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, uh, the other factor is, you know, there is going to be, there are definitely people who are like, Oh, I'm working from home. Things are crazy. I'm going to, you know, I got to take it slow. There are, there are definitely, there's also a contingent of people who don't, you don't want to be the guy who isn't doing anything. When you're working from mm-hmm. home, you almost like over you almost overcompensate because it's like, well, I don't want to look mm-hmm. like the jackass who immediately works didn't from home shit. and doesn't. Yeah, didn't do anything. So we're, I'm going to crank it up a little bit just to show, hey, show the boss that I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's too hard to say now uh, unless you're already in an industry where working from home is a pretty regular thing. But I will say um, I will say that I, th- I think. It, it, there's going to be a point where you have enough data to just say like, okay, here's where productivity has been over the last seven months. So, you know, now you, you sort of have to readjust your expectations for your employees rather than just reaching out to them and saying, yeah. like, why aren't you working?
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. um, I think at this point it's been seven months, you know, you, you'll, you'll have collected enough data at this point to know who's slacking off and who isn't. Um, yeah. 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 Totes. Yeah. What do you think, Sean?
4: Um, well, my, Um, my um my boss has been pretty cool and very understanding because we we have alice and so it's just like you're just not gonna get as much done in in a day even though like my honestly my productivity hasn't changed at all like i'm doing the exact same amount of work it's just i'm harder to reach at some points in the day like in the morning i usually am feeding alice and getting alice breakfast so like i log on in the early morning check to see if I have anything, like, pressing. And if I don't, I'm really not reachable until, like, later in the, like, in the late morning. Mm -hmm. And then when Alice goes to nap, then I do work. And, like, like you said, Matt, like, I think one of the things is they are, I think it's it's helpful to be understanding of, like, working non-traditional hours because I'm getting, like, the lion's share of my work done at night. So I like because I we have a baby, it's hard to get a lot of work done during the day. So I am doing a lot of my work after dinner. And so I'll be working from like 7 to 11. And then I'll send out like it's like if if my if my if my office were to like check when I've submitted all of the projects I'm working on, it, it's like at like 11 or 12 at night most of the time. Because I need to get the work done. I just don't have time during the day, really, because I have so much stuff going on. But they've yeah. been really understanding about that. And I think that's how, across the board, that's just what they need to be aware of. It's just like, I don't know. I think the 40-hour work week being like, you need to work 8 to 5 or whatever, is dumb. And it doesn't really help anybody. As long as the work is getting done, I don't think mm-hmm. it really matters how how available you are. You know, yeah. you don't need if to you're be not in a coverage
1: area where you need to be like covering clients or something like that yeah. during certain times of the day. I think you're you're absolutely right. I think there's there's a large swath of of white collar careers, uh, you know that that can be done, you mm-hmm. know, at all hours of the day. Not every industry can do this. Oh not no, no, every, no. But, is... but, but but this is the. The, lo- yeah. the, the privilege luxury of like, OK, I get to work from home and, you know, my my industry is all offline and shit like that.
4: Yeah, I think yeah. in in the uh, in other careers, I honestly don't know how you do it because it's hard because the the you know, the wheel keeps turning whether or not there is a you know, there is a virus going on. Like for yep. like in for Mary's the like the direct service providers in the that work with the consumers that uh like at Mary's job, like it doesn't matter that there's a pandemic. They still have to have people with those consumers or they're breaking the law. So mm-hmm. it's like, the, the, it doesn't matter that there's a pandemic going on, even though those people are going to the same thing that I am, where they don't pro- maybe don't have a babysitter or they have to send their kids to daycare. That isn't maybe isn't safe. Like it might not be safe to send their kids to a daycare, but they have mm-hmm. to, because what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. it sucks. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I think the only thing that employers can do is be as, you know, as understanding as they can be. And as compassionate as they can be while still, you know, mm-hmm. they have livelihoods too, or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toads. Um Any
1: other thoughts or shall we move on?
4: Let's move on.
0: Let's go. All right, next one. What are some coronavirus silver linings? Uh
3: because of my initial layoff uh, I got to pay off a credit card and might pay off more by the end of the year hell yeah <laughs> there you go hell yeah, yeah. Uh, there there's I, I'm I'm not gonna go into detail about it on the air I'll explain it off the air but there are other potential employment based things that are kind of silver linings due to the virus mm-hmm Uh especially when it comes to money and again I will talk more about that off the air because everything's still in limbo with with work.
1: Rich is running a drug ring
3: <laughs> That's what I heard
1: yeah yeah mm-hmm. I it on the air online I,
3: I run Everybody the I run the company that gave Trump his uh, his miracle drug.
1: Yeah, but Rich, if, if people are looking to get prescriptions from you in a non-legal <laughs> way, where can they find you on Twitter?
3: At, <laughs> what is that company's name
4: again? I can't remember. Shit. At uh, There you at go. Gil-
1: at Gilead. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Damn.
1: Uh, Tim, what have been uh, some pandemic silver linings for you?
0: Uh, I guess it would probably be my 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 COVID hobby of uh, getting more time to like tinker And, like, play with electronics. I built the PC that I'm I'm actually uh, doing this recording on. So that was a fun experience. And uh, getting to tinker with uh, learning. Well, not learning to solder. But, like, uh, getting better with that. Learning to diagnose electronics. And fix older video game systems. So that I could fix a broken PS4. uh, PS4 Pro. And then sell my PS4 my My normal PS4, so mm-hmm. that I essentially got a, got to upgrade to a PS4 Pro for free, mm. and then do the same thing with an Xbox One X. So, like, and then just like playing with electronics is fun. Yeah, it's cool. So, man. I, mm-hmm. I I think that's kind of cool. I have mm-hmm. I have
3: a, uh, I have a busted PS4 controller that went through the washer that I can give you that you can try to fix. Uh
0: yeah, dude, send it my way. Uh, <laughs> I have a repaired. Uh, PS4 controller that I can just send back at you.
3: Cool, I'll take it. They'll pass <laughs> I,
0: each other in the I, mail. It'll be adorable. Actu-
3: actually, I oh. I won't need it because I'm getting the PS5 next month. So, I'll just give you this busted controller, <laughs> dude.
0: But you can have both. You can have a PS4 and a and PS5. A PS5. Like, come that's
4: on, that's a, <laughs> yeah. a PS9. It's I a PS. I don't map. Think it,
0: it's it's not a fusion. That's not a, this is Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna mix. send
4: them a, a new uh, uh, a polymerization card and also a new controller. <laughs> yes, and then you get a PS9.
0: See if you put a if you put the like right kind of circle on the floor and like, <laughs> it, it, oh, it won't say uh, your name though. No. <laughs> Oh. Sean, aside from summoning some demon,
1: uh, what what uh, what has been a silver lining for you through all this?
4: Um, well, I've I've had time every morning to go out and do frisbee, so I've stayed in relatively good shape, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, I I do enjoy uh, birthday parties being pretty short. Now, <laughs> I do I genuinely enjoy like it's like every they kind of have like. A natural lifespan it's like all right we have one activity we'll do the activity and that's it i do that's that's fine so i mean i miss like meeting people in real life and talking to them but i do like i like how kind of short everything is and it's like it's the right amount of social interaction for me so that's mm-hmm. that's a silverish lining mm-hmm. but other than that i mean not much honestly mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, we,
3: you like how short everything is as we go into hour three of recording Brosé with our second episode, yeah. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. And once again, Tim, I need to I need to address this with you. We we have a hard start time of seven o'clock, mm-hmm. and if you would just respect the time limits that we put on this, maybe we wouldn't be recording
0: so late. Matt, uh, I will virtually kick you in the taint so hard.
1: <laughs> Are you going to do it now or in three hours when? Uh, when- you decide to start
0: kicking me in the taint. Well, well, Matt, as, soon as I figure out how to virtually kick you in the taint. N- no one, with... has been more, no with... one has
1: been more invested in getting this show done quicker than Tim over the last six months. And yet somehow they're longer and longer <laughs> and longer.
0: <laughs> one, eternity later. Yeah. And, one
1: eternity later.
3: And Matt, with your delay... He'll kick you now, but you won't <laughs> receive it for a couple of hours. Yeah, by then, you'll by then, feel my it when this
1: episode
0: off. comes out.
1: <laughs> yeah, three in the morning, in my bed, just like. <yeah>. So if there's going to be a silver lining for me. I've honestly gotten to make a lot of cool stuff in the kitchen. Uh, I really enjoy cooking as a sort of decompressor at the end of the work week. And so I, I, I literally will just log off from work and then spend the next like four hours in the kitchen cooking and getting like food ready for the week, um, doing meal prep and then getting some stuff ready for the weekend for for me and my wife. So, I, I've you know, I've done a lot of like pork roast kind of things like you know, I did a, like a like a grilled pork tenderloin earlier today. Um, yesterday, I made uh, my own roast excuse me, my own roasted almonds, some, some spiced pita chips. Um, oh boy. What else? What else did I do just yesterday? I did uh yeah, you know, like, like a t- chicken teriyaki and broccoli, uh, which, which I've done before. Um, apple, apple cider chicken, which I made like, I just, just getting to, to expand my boundaries a little bit and not just make the same shit every single week, uh, which is what I did uh, when I was commuting to work every day. I'd just be like, well, this is easier. I'll just buy a pack of fish cook it all done there's my real prep for the week and it was just this gross bag of fish that i would reheat every weeknight uh and uh and uh it got to the point where my wife was like i want you uh, you know i want to do meal prep but i cannot eat what you eat it's actually nauseating to to (laughs) the food that you have in the fridge which i get it was just you know like a bag it was like two tupperwares of like like beans and spinach and, and fish. It was, it was, uh, listen, it was a sad existence, uh, but it was, <laughs> but it, but it, but it hit my nutrients for the day. Yeah. So now I, now with this, I'm like, okay, this'll, this'll, this is my contribution is I can make the food for the household while my wife's working. And I get to try new stuff every week and, mm-hmm. and get some new recipes. in. so that's, that's been my silver lining as I've gotten to expand my, my boundaries as a, as a, as a culinary, uh culinaire, uh, which is not a, a word, but I've, I've chosen to make it one. hmm um, yeah, so that, that, that'll that be mine, I think. Also, it gave me a lot of time to play Persona 5 Royal at the beginning of this pandemic. Hell yeah. Hell fucking yeah. Uh, that was, a, a phenomenal as one of my favorite RPGs ever. Uh, it was so I, that, that is the other silver lining is I got to, to not <laughs> so much time at home that I knocked that out, like in, in alarmingly swift fashion for a game that long.
0: <laughs> so once you guys told me how long the game actually was, it's I have not, long. I have not gotten back to it,
1: <laughs> dude. It's here's the problem with, with the persona games. Uh, I love, I love them. Uh, I love four or five and to, to a lesser extent, I enjoy three and two as well. Um they are very long and it's very intimidating when you look and it's like oh my god people spend like 100 hours playing this game but it is so engrossing once you get into it that like that's also it's the blessing and the curse of it is like it's so engrossing you enjoy yourself and then you look up and it's been 4 hours uh, <laughs> and, and you've just been yeah. blitzing through it
4: but it's also a game that you kind of have to get into and you have to maintain in. and you, yeah and you, but you have to like like if you stop playing for any reason it's very hard to get back into it because it's like you're because it's just one of those games that you're either playing it all the time for a very long time or you're not playing it at all. I'm yeah. like
0: 10 14 hours into Persona 5 mm-hmm. and I think I just finally finished doing fucking intros. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of uh, exposition at the beginning of yeah. it. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. Try that. I I maintain That in spite of the long ramp up period, once you like, I would say once you get done the first dungeon in that game and like the the game sort of like sets you loose and lets you do whatever you want on a day to day basis, it's a it's a blast
0: that that just happened. And I'm just like, no, I'm putting this down. Fuck it. But what about the music, man? Dude, those (laughs) tunes, though those yeah. tunes though dude the, the, the soundtrack the music is great the music is fantastic
1: <laughs> so good
0: is it is it jazzy enough for you
1: dude it's so freaking good and like the boss music is fucking badass as hell that guitar yeah. solo like two minutes in oh god
2: mm. <laughs> So Mary, you know always used, doesn't have, Mary would you get know,
4: mad at me when I played it because she'd be like, that's, "That's that game gives me anxiety because all of the music is so like. Da, 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 keeps you on your edge.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's everything is <laughs> spy music. It's spy jazz constantly. So good. You know what
0: game has no long intros among us? That's just straight quick to the point.
1: Mm. Also <laughs> yeah. a great game. It is yeah, free free game. Game. so. I've heard. I've, I'm. I think I'm the only one on this podcast who so hasn't played it yet.
0: Uh, but I've heard phenomenal. It's, things. it's. 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 It's pretty sus, Matt.
1: Pretty sus. <laughs> pretty sus. Yeah, pretty saw, sus. I
0: saw Matt <laughs> venting. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> pretty sus, my ass. <laughs> Matt said he was in the reactor. <laughs> Bullshit. I saw him in weapons.
1: <laughs> I, I
3: saw. I saw Matt vent. I saw Matt vent.
1: <laughs> I, I understand the. I understand the. Uh, the general idea is like you're. It, there's one impostor and he's killing people and yeah. You have to figure well, out who it's, it
4: is. Uh, it's werewolf. Yeah. That game. Okay. Okay. Essentially. It's just that's just what it is. <laughs> it's very good. It's fun. It's it's simple. It's the games compl- are very short.
1: It's fun. Because you have to be like the one everybody's like doing stuff, actual tasks on the ship, and then like yeah. imposter's just like, here I am, twisting some knobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. twisting knobs pulling some if, levers. Kill it, him.
0: If you're in a group with random people, it can be very annoying because like somebody is just like, vote this person, and like everyone just like does it. It's like Okay. Why? Yeah like you you're right but you literally just guessed mm-hmm. yeah you have you have you didn't see me you were nowhere near me you literally just guessed or you guessed i am an imposter but you did not like that's not even the person i killed i haven't even killed anybody yet you, <laughs> ju- you just fucking guessed
2: <laughs>
1: yeah uh yeah so among us try it out yeah it tim does. what is our next question Oh, wait. Is that what
0: we do here? Um, If we talk about persona 5 royal some more. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If animals could talk, which would be the rudest? The
3: rudest animal.
2: Hmm.
3: Honestly, I think a hippo.
2: Hippo. Why a hippo?
3: They just look like they have a rude face.
0: (laughs) It's a resting bitch face. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't mean they'd actually be rude. That's very presumptive of you, Rich. That mm-hmm. That's pretty rude. Yourself. I just I yeah. just feel like... I feel you know like... what the rudest animal is? Rich Sweeten. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Damn. Wow. <laughs> wow. <Stein>. Got him.
0: <laughs> Got him. <laughs> <laughs> Richie, you need some ice for that one. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Geez, geez, you're
3: just owned gonna... right now. You don't know it, but you've been owned. <laughs> I'm just going to drink my 1.5 liter uh, bottle of wine.
0: <laughs> GG, Rich. Gigi. GG.
1: I'm just gonna get this out of the way. Uh, uh it, it's cats.
2: It's, it's uh, cats, man. It's totally cats.
1: And it says is the owner of two cats. It's absolutely one thousand percent cats. They walk on you in your sleep. Like, <laughs> it's, if they could talk, they absolutely would be the rudest cat uh, animal. Uh, and you know what? It's listen. I'm glad that mine don't talk. They already yell at me enough for food. Uh,
0: (laughs) feed me I already fed you but feed me better
1: yeah is that your food bowl is half full it's like but it's not the good stuff and it's like no the good stuff's gonna give you diabetes that's Uh, fine
0: I want to die happy
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah it's absolutely 1000 percent cats uh without question in my opinion Mm
2: -hmm.
4: that's a good that's a good pick Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go opposites because the opposite of cats is dogs Yep. I'll say dogs are probably would be the rudest only because they're so self-centered. Like they're always like, get, yeah, and they're dumb. Like I don't, I think they would be rude in the same way that children are rude sometimes and like lack tact. And they'll just yes. be like, I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, uh, thanks. Uh, this dinner is gross. And you're like, yeah. okay, bud. Why did you feed me now? Why are you so old? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, not, they're not, they don't mean to be rude, but just like really cut you to the core. Yeah. Like, I'm uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) Billy, this is Mrs. Herbig. Oh, is this the lady from work you hate? (laughs) Yes. Uh. (laughs) Uh, Tim, what would the rudest animal be?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with dogs. That was actually my knee jerk reaction for the same exact reason of. They wouldn't do it out of like, uh, out of genuine like meanness, but just because they are just so stupid and so just like, I need attention now, mm-hmm. and like I'm gonna tell you this now, and because I can't stop myself, and they have, like Sean said, they have no tact. They are <laughs> a small child with so much more energy. <laughs> this is gross. Oh, that, thanks. I I put a lot of effort into it. You're welcome. That that was sarcasm. I don't know what that means. Like that that that's more yeah. or less it. So talk to me.
1: I want to know the uh, the the. I don't know if it's irony is the right word for this, but the uh, the fact that this animal is like what animal is the most rude, and then the four of us just proceed to be rude to animals. For <laughs> <three minutes. laughs> I mean, just just be be dicks and bitch about animals for for three minutes um yeah what are you gonna do yeah i don't know, what can you do uh i do like uh, rich rich at least went out of the box because yeah, the three of us picked domestic animals and rich went with a hippo which i guess if you follow your dreams i guess could be a domestic animal but uh, <laughs> at least at least went a little bit off the grid I, it's, I'm it's gonna just go said tiger
3: it just said animal hmm. and not pet so i know oh, I, I, I,
1: I only have experience with with cats being rude because i, I yeah. deal with rude cats on a day-to-day basis but What's... i'm sure if i also had like a hippo living in the crawl space <laughs> i'd just be like oh, that's fucking rude ass hippo
3: it, i i honestly it would either be a hippo or a giraffe for me because like they're both probably just give you those like judgmental looks and just are just speak their mind and are rude as hell
1: Not possibly yeah <laughs> just outspoken speaking their truth just, just pompous and rude uh tim what do we got next
0: coming up next Uh, what is the most embarrassing thing you have ever worn? Mm.
4: My face.
2: (laughs) Ah! Oh, yikes! Got myself. (laughs) Um,
4: so in high school, uh, I had on that. I went to a carnival Mm -hmm. and I had a beanie, and the inside lining of the beanie fell out, so it was just like this woven, it was just the woven outside. And I wore it and I thought it looked so fucking cool, but I know for a fact I just look like a huge tool bag. <laughs> as I as I hit on everything that moved, just anything with a fucking pulse. I was shameless. But I looked like such a tool bag. And so that's probably the most embarrassing thing I ever wore was the the tattered remains of a beanie that had fallen apart. Just fucking... And I think it was the confidence that it bestowed upon me that's the most embarrassing in that it should not have. It should not have. And I, uh, and to this day, I do not have a beanie head. I have a giant fucking square head and <laughs> beanies are not my... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's not what I should be wearing, guys. <laughs> Just not a beanie guy to guy. Not a beanie guy.
1: So I went through a... I want to call it like a three-year, three and a half-year period where I was just a a backwards ball cap guy, Uh, (laughs) and uh, it was dark times, man. Dark times for Casnel style, Uh, because I also decided when I became the the humor columnist of our student newspaper, the Duquesne Duke, uh, that it was a good idea for me to wear that in my headshot. So for (laughs) for two years, that thing, that goddamn photo of me grinning like an idiot with my backwards Eagles ball cap. Appeared in the printed newspaper, hundreds of copies distributed amongst campus, and it's just like. Um and I just kept wearing it. Like the thing about me wearing the backwards ball cap is nobody stopped me and I certainly wasn't going to stop myself. Uh and looking back on it like I, every time I look at a picture of me with that look I'm like god what a what a tool. Like what an absolute tool. <laughs> I was wearing that stupid ball cap all the time. Uh and I lo- I still am a ball cap wearer but like I've I've
3: worn it. I, I'm well, now back to the normal uh br- brim in the front. I was about to say, Matt, your hat's on backwards. It is certainly not. Well, <laughs> if, I, if, I was, if
1: I was 19, Rich, you the, the would be absolutely right. It's totally <laughs> on the wrong way. Certainly on the wrong way. Um, so that's probably the most embarrassing thing I wore several times over the course of three years. So, yeah, when besides, I, yeah go ahead, Rich. All
3: right. When I was in middle school, I think, maybe seventh, eighth grade. Uh, like I said, uh, my high school and middle school were right next to each other, so I had a 25-minute, half-hour walk to school, and my parents decided it would be a really good idea to get me this giant, bright, yellow, winter jacket that was warm as hell, but you could see me from five miles away in the middle of the night.
2: <laughs>
3: this is how bright yellow this thing was. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, I wore that for probably upwards of two weeks and then I started wearing hoodies because I was like, this sucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, bright yellow is is a, is a, is a, a tough choice. color for me, tough color for me to pull off. Uh, <laughs> I think you have a very specific personality or style for, to be able to pull up bright yellow on a consistent basis.
3: For, for someone who in in middle school and high school wore mostly black, a bright yellow jacket. Did not fit his aesthetic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tim, did you give an answer besides your face? (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, There was one summer where I was, like, obsessed with this one. uh, And I guess it was, I think it was my older brother's hat Mm -hmm. that he bought because he thought it was cool. Wore it to school. And I think it was like his, uh, his freshman year at CFS. Mm-hmm. He wore it to school like once, got massively made fun of. Mm-hmm. Never wore it again, and I guess gave it to me. And I was like, "Oh, my cooler older brother gave me a hat. This is so fucking cool." Mm. So I wore it that entire summer, mm. uh, because I thought it was the coolest fucking thing, and uh, I never wore it again. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was like the. I don't even know how to describe it. So bucket hat, top was blue, rim was blue, but like the 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 body of the hat that actually like went around my head was like mesh white, and then had like a, the strip around the middle just said like had the Tommy Hilfiger logo all around it, and just said Tommy oh. Hilfiger.
1: <laughs> the ultimate bro look.
0: Yeah, like yeah. it was it was a total bro move, and I was like nine. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just remember another one. You mentioned the – the the uh, when you mentioned the hat for some reason, this made me think of this was uh, the – there was also a period of about a year in college uh, when I very proudly and unironically was wearing a concert T-shirt from the uh, Nickelback All the Right Reasons tour. <laughs> oh, no. And – just that fucking car and like the four of them looking you know like like bros on the front of it like honestly sean it's it's a wonder that anyone from college still talks to me at all (laughs) given my my style from that period just like jesus christ just backwards backwards, backwards, hat nickelback concert tea yeah just just top it off with like a puddle of mud patch on my ass or something (laughs) (laughs) Like just, just an absolute tool bag look. The 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 kind of tool bag look that you can only get away with in Allegheny County, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Truly. Um, <laughs> any other uh, embarrassing looks, or uh, shall we move on?
3: I think we can move on.
1: Tim, uh, how many questions do we have left? Tim,
0: we got. Oh, one more. Okay, we're on to our last question. Woo-hoo! Nice. All right, ready? Yeah. This is a time traveler if I read this question right, which uh, is a 70-30 chance I didn't. All right. If your five-year-old self suddenly found themselves inhabiting your current body, mm-hmm. what would your five-year-old self do first?
4: Cry. Yes, that was <laughs> I my immediate me. reaction. My, be very upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck uh, is going on?
3: My five-year-old self will do the same thing my five-year-old self would have done in his five-year-old body Go grab some cereal and milk him, and have three bowls of cereal.
1: <laughs> Look, I don't want to work blue here on this podcast, but there's only one answer, and we all know the we'd we immediately grab grab the hog. Like we immediately, first things first. You all know that if you're in a five year old's body, the first thing you do is just be like, huh. Look at that! Like,
0: <laughs> holy shit! bigger than I remember. Where you
3: are, you know that that is the correct answer. Well, uh, like, and speaking of holy shit, you would look in the mirror, see that you're an adult, and start cursing nonstop.
1: No, well, yeah, possibly, very
3: possibly, yeah,
1: you might do mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, uh, I, they, cry? sobbing on. What is all is the this hair? Answer. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There be a lot of there would be a lot of like. Touching of, of various parts of the body, and be like, why is there hair here? Why is there hair here? Why is there hair here? <laughs> uh, why isn't
0: there any hair here? Yeah,
1: Jesus, what happened to you, kid? Uh, yeah. And, and what do you, what else? Uh, other
4: answers? Other probably thoughts? drive. You think you would think I of w- that? I think so because when I was like real small, sometimes like my mom would let me like r- like sit on her lap and like use the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. And like not like like in the driveway. Just like she's like, All right, you gotta drive and then i like we like slowly move up the driveway and i be like, mm-hmm. I'm driving and so I think I'd be like, I'm driving Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like in real life, not really understand how to do it. I would get in an act, I don't think I'd get out of the driveway, but mm-hmm. that's what I would do. I would be like, It's time to yeah, do it for real on big now. It's
0: time to do d- 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 drive. <laughs> oh yeah. I might maybe
1: grab the nearest phone like as 5 years old I might not know what a cell phone is really, but I'd try to find a phone and just order like a bunch of pizzas cuz it's like yeah. that's the whole thing to do is but I now have the capacity to order pizza whenever I want.
0: I can order <laughs> all the dominos I want.
3: Yeah, 5 year old me would be all about the food. So it would be like eat all the cereal, yeah. ice cream for lunch, yeah. like mm-hmm. cake for dinner.
1: Yeah. Mom always used to yell at me for wearing the chocolate for eating the chocolate melting wafers, but not today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're like non but disgusting. Uh, uh, so non-parels. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh fair, fair, fair. You know, I can't even Touché. argue. Can't even argue. Um, yeah, food is probably probably in the top three activities, is like mm-hmm. finding how to acquire all the junk food and, and consume all at once. Um, any other any other ideas? Five year old wakes up in your body.
3: No, you're horrified, and then you
0: know. I didn't yeah. get much taller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. oh no, <laughs> that's I mean that's not fair, Tim. You got like at Self- least three
2: inches since then. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> that's, that's
4: terrifying. Tim is like a 5'6 five, six, five, six
2: year <laughs> Yeah, I'm huge.
3: <laughs> Who's I, that I, man in that kindergarten class? Oh, that's my son. He's four. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. yeah you want to try? You want to talk about cruel that irony?
0: Would be be like
1: Tim being five-three as like a six-year-old and being like, "Boy, you're going to be, gonna a, be mo- a monster," <laughs> and then I just never gonna get Sha- anything. <laughs> you're going to be Shaquille O'Neal someday. <laughs> kids,
3: you kids. Do you kids want to play dodgeball?
2: <laughs> yeah. You play dodgeball.
3: It's not a circle. It's just Tim versus all the kids, and he's just whamming yeah. the ball at him. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's my turn. Then we get to middle school, and it all <laughs> rolls reverse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's,
0: that's a good one. I like that question.
1: Um, I think that's it, right, Tim?
0: That is it. That is the end of the questions for round dose. Does anyone have a take or a closing thought?
4: I do not. Nope.
2: Uh, not uh, we can, really. We can wrap, we I can well, wrap we the
4: show. We can wrap. Well, how long have we been going? <laughs> Probably. Uh, hour 15. So, yeah. Okay. I think we can wrap the show at yeah. an hour 15. I think we've done a great job. Great job, yeah. everyone. Yeah.
1: If I'm going to give another quick take, it's going to be once again, Tennessee Titans, get your shit together. Yeah. I, gu- I guarantee you it's still going to be uh, pertinent oh. in an hour, a week later. <laughs> sure. I dig it. <laughs> yeah. Still. Yeah. Jesus Christ, guys um so uh tim if people want to find you on twitter where could they find
0: you at what hand at at tim r hansen how about you rich at b underscore walnuts and you sean at hey it's so b and you can follow
1: me on twitter at m that's m-k-a-s-z-n-e-l the podcast is available on twitter to be followed at brose underscore podcast or on first book at brose podcast uh, our podcast can be subscribed to on every major podcasting platform including but not limited to apple podcasts google podcasts stitcher spotify soundcloud and tune in and if you have a question you want us to answer on the air uh riff discuss whatever email it to brose questions at gmail.com that's brose at gmail.com Huge thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions, soliciting questions, uh, so on and so forth. We could not do this show without her. Uh, To Shannon Vogel for designing our world-famous logo. Uh, You can find her work at Shannon Vogel Photography on Facebook. And on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. And you can listen to his music at the free music archive. Uh, Rich, what's going on with PodQuest these days?
3: Uh, check out PodQuest, and nerdy round table where we talk about that week's uh, nerd news and stuff. Um, it's really hard to promote things since uh, we're not going to the movies and junk. Uh, so mm-hmm. just listen to see what we talk about.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I. I'm no longer really the co-host of the Keystone Coast to Coast podcast, uh, but I want to promote my buddy Eddie Providence podcast, the Keys, the the 412 Sports podcast with uh, Eddie Provident and Mad Chad Nolan. Which, by the way, I, Mad Chad Nolan has had the Mad Chad moniker for a while. If you if you uh, if you are a Pittsburgh Penguins fan and follow him on Twitter, um, but Mad Chad is a great morning radio name. Like, if, they, if, this, if, they, if this podcast truly takes off, dude, Mad Chat and Eddie in the Morning, or Eddie and Mad Chat is, is a strong, uh, you know, mm. morning zoo uh, buddy show kind of thing. Uh, but listen to the 412 Sports Podcast uh, if you're interested in uh, Pittsburgh sports. Uh, they do a great job. Had some great guests in the first couple of episodes, so highly recommend them. That's it, guys. Uh, say goodbye to the gentle listeners.
4: Bye.
2: Bye. Hasta luego.
1: Hasta banana four. Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all to be very, very smart about being very, very stupid.